Now, KMOX at your service. Welcome to the Helitech Waterproofing Home Improvement Show. Now, here's your host, Scott Mosby on KMOX. All right. Good Saturday. Good morning. We are off and running, and life is good here at Home Improvementville. This is the Helitech Foundation Home Improvement Show on KMOX. Two hours. Today, the agenda, the topic, the questions, the answers. It's all about you. It's mano a mano, you and me, here in the studio. We do have a few extra seats in the classroom. Come on in. Come on. Come on down front. You know, you know, yes, same people that never sit in the front in church are always in the last rows of the classroom as well. Phone lines are wide open to exchange any experience, question, answers, topic, knowledge, things that you find uh, important to your life. Um, And now with the colder temperatures, we're going to talk about humidity, uh, that comfort, heating and cooling, getting your uh, heating and cooling system ready for the season. You know, that means putting the air conditioning to bed. There's a little bit of effort there. And indeed, getting the heating system ready. However, with that heat, as you raise the temperature, you technically drop the relative humidity unless you add more into it. Think of it as the temperature rises, all those molecules get warmer and they move farther apart in the air volume. Well, as they move farther apart, so do the molecules of the water vapor. Well, you need to stick a a little bit more water in there to get some comfort so that the sinuses don't dry out. We don't pick up more respiratory ailments. Our skin doesn't crack. Oh, by the way, this is the Home Improvement Show. Your drywall doesn't crack. Your plaster doesn't crack. Your furniture doesn't crack. All those joints in the crown mold, base wood, wood molds, all of that, and your cabinetry, that cracks less. So the relative humidity, Mother Nature has every material that has a optimal range, whether you or I heat it and cool it and humidify or dehumidify it that way. That's the reality of it. So it's time to get your humidifiers going again. Yeah, go down there, turn them back on, turn the water on. Oh, for those of you that have wet element, which means you have a puddle of water inside that humidifier, they need to be serviced. If you have a humidifier, it's time to get in there and clean it out. Think about how dirty your car gets in a year. What if you never washed it? What would it look like? Now, what if that was inside your humidifier and you never washed it? Oh, but you would breathe that or not. So, indeed, it's very important that you and I have a good relative humidity. I like to be somewhere around 30% relative humidity up to about 45 roughly. You get above 55% relative humidity and there's just too much water in there. And then you start getting the water droplets on the windows no matter what the temperature is. And, the you know, the condensation happens and you feel like your windows are leaking. They really aren't. But you've got too much humidity. What a great problem to have. Uh, we can talk about that and more. This is Scott Mosby. The phone lines wide open for you are 314-436-7900-436-7900. Toll free anywhere on the globe, anywhere within a listening area. Internet, all all inbounds, 800-925-1120, 800-925-1120. My name is Scott Mosby. I own and operate a company here in St. Louis that's been 70 years in the making just for you. 
through its Mosby Building Arts. Over the years, my father founded the company. Uh, he was one of the first practitioners in the residential setting of a design build, where actually uh, we as a company are involved and responsible for the architecture, the design, the permitting, the selections, the coordination, the interior design of the colors, all of that in terms of then constructing it, all the things that it's necessary to make a project happen. Uh, it's very different than architecture. We are licensed architects, but we go well, well, well beyond that because we not only need to know that it's a 20-inch lavatory sink, we need to know that it's a pedestal. We need to know the color. We need to know how far the handset faucet handles are apart, whether it's a four-inch center, eight-inch center, or a custom spread center so that they're further apart. Uh, also, the height of it, the mounting instructions, where the hot and cold water needs to be mounted on the wall. Oh, this is just for one thing that was drawn on the plans as a 24-inch lavatory. So there's so much more that needs to be done. And in the design-build setting, we fill all of those things because that's what's necessary to build it. And that's what you as a consumer are expecting. So you just can't get away with drawing some plans. That's the minimal. And that's really the vision. And there's a lot of thought that goes into where things belong, how far apart they are, what size they are, how they interrelate to the other rooms, the inside, outside windows, doors, outdoor decks, patios, pools, whatever it is. But then there's so much more. And those are the things that either connect or don't connect in a construction project at your home and mine. 314-436-7900. We can talk about that and more. Uh, and, uh, you know, and indeed, uh, 800-925-1120. I'm excited to be here. I love having time to just answer questions uh, and be helpful. Um, it's kind of fun because I would say probably a third of what I share I learned from my father. Uh, another third I learned from stupid kid mistakes of not listening to my father and I knew better and found out later that not dad was right. He's been around the block a few extra times. Now I find myself as the father and even the grandfather going on and on where I'm more valuable as a walking library or history book, if you, if you will, and the history of what happened and what didn't happen, as well as student and uh, really I'll call um, mutual uh, dumbfounded by by the new technologies that come out every day because they don't get along with the old technologies. A good example might be um, light bulbs. Think about light bulbs. I mean, how tough is it, man? You stick a little bit of electric in through a little wire filament. You get it really hot. It glows and gives off light. Oh, then you have fluorescent. Then you have halogen. And then you have LED light-emitting diodes don't even have a filament. They don't glow. It's kind of an interesting situation where the diode, on and on and on. Oh, never mind. Now we just want to turn those on and off. Oh, you don't? Oh, you want a dimmer? Well, those LEDs are not dimmable. Oh, you, you want a soft incandescent light color like a, you know, a soft yellow? Well, that's a different Kelvin color temperature, and that is a different color light. And as you dim, do they change lights and colors or just the illumination? Oh, on and on and on. See how much stuff there is? I love it. We're sharing it here on Home Improvement Show. Uh, anyway, my company's Mosby Building Arts. You can reach us uh, Monday through Friday. It'll leave a message 24 hours anytime at 314-909-1800. That's 909-1800. Or you can uh, the, get the website, callmosby.com, C-A-L-L-M-O-S-B-Y dot C-O-M. And we take questions as well. 
all, um, you know, kind of part of the partnership with KMOX that if we're here on Saturdays, we've got to answer questions throughout. Uh, stay tuned. We've got so much coming. 314-436-7900-800-925-1120. Scott Mosby on KMOX, here for you at your service. Attention metro area high school principals and counselors. Submit your nomination now for the 25th annual KMOX Southeast Missouri State University Student of Achievement Program. Log on to KMOX.com SOA to nominate one junior level high school student who deserves recognition for their achievements in academics, sports, community service, and leadership. The KMOX Southeast Missouri State University Student of Achievement Program produced in partnership with Southeast Missouri State University and News Radio 1120 KMOX. And now, back to the Helitech Waterproofing Home Improvement Show. Once again, your host, Scott Mosby on KMOX. All right, back together right to the phone lines. Let's get at your service, and we are off and running, as promised, every Saturday here on KMOX. Let's start with Mary and get started. Mary, good morning. Welcome to KMOX. How may I help? Hi, thank you. I love you and appreciate your show so much. Thank you. So I was listening to you um, talking about the humidifiers, and I don't have one on my furnace. And I was just wondering about the room humidifiers. Are those just a waste of money, or are they helpful? Oh, no, not at all. Any moisture, I mean, it, if you have towels that, you know, you have bath towels and you hang them out and they dry out, as they dry out, that moisture goes into the air. If you have a bowl, uh, that water evaporates, it goes into the air. If you have the old uh, uh, cookie sheets that you put on top of your radiators and that water evaporates, that humidifies. Anything is good. Just running a shower uh, and getting those surfaces wet on the shower and then letting those dry out. Even perspiration, doing uh, uh, washing uh, dishes, washing clothes, all that stuff puts oh. moisture inside the house. Uh, and, and, and actually, um, if you have an electric heat home without a flue and you don't run a fireplace, uh, you need less moisture put into the house. So your body would tell you and your uh, furniture will tell you whether you need more moisture. But those room things are fine. They're just inconvenient because you have to bring the water to them. You have to clean right. them out, move them, carry them, dump them, you know, all that stuff. Whereas right. a central humidifier just comes on when the furnace does and you just don't know about it until the annual, you know, cleaning once a year. Yeah. Okay. Well, good. Well, thank you. That helps a uh, lot. Mary, uh, you can uh, just test your humidity. Um, we do consulting visits, and one of the things we do, we just have these little 10 or $11 indoor-outdoor thermometers that are digital, and they also measure the relative humidity. So you can get one at the home center or hardware store. Just stick it in your house and turn it on. It'll tell you what the humidity is, and, you know, your skin starts to dry out and crack, and, you know, maybe you're feeling nasal, not so good. And then that number's down around 14. Oh, that's too low. Well, actually, my hair is just like real fly away this morning, and I'm thinking, because I have the furnace on. There you are. I'm thinking, maybe I need to check my humidity. I agree. And that's exactly it, you know. Right. That's exactly it. And and then how, how much comfort or convenience do you want in a central unit that does it all for you? I would love that, but yeah. I I don't know if I can add one to my current unit or not, but... Is it a hot air? Does it blow air out of the floor or wall? Yes. Oh, yeah. That, then a humidifier is something you get from your heating and cooling. You know, whoever takes care of the place uh, can offer that for you, and uh, they come in all kinds of different ones, and, you know... Okay. All right. Well, I'll look into that, too. In the meantime, I'll just, you know, find sources to... It's great to know all those sources 
put humidity in the air for yep. me. Sometimes so. when I travel and I get in a hotel room and it's dry, I'll just take a towel and throw it in the shower, kind of wring it out and hang it out. And, you know, <laughs> generally when I get back to the room a few hours later, it's a little less dry, you know. That's amazing. Okay. Yeah, well, yeah. Good to know. Good to know. Thank you so much. All right, Mary. Thanks. Bye now. Bye-bye. Home Improvement, Camel X. Let's go in with Pat. Hey, Pat, good morning. Camel X here. How can we help? Hi. Um, I have a double sink into my kitchen. It ha- I also have a um, disposal and a dishwasher. And this morning I noticed when the dishwasher was emptying, it kind of pooped up into my sink. Not a lot, but I could see the water. Yep. And what, do I have a problem? Uh, you're heading there. Um, for example, dishwashers and clothes washers, both with a lot of force and velocity, pump that water somewhere. The dishwasher, the clothes washer, uh, you know, pumps it right into the pipe. The dishwasher puts it into your disposal, um, but then there's another hole out the side that connects to a pipe of your garbage disposer. And if that or the pipe downline is a little bit blocked, then you're going to have the water not really escaping that very quickly, and, and it can come up into the bowl a little. It's kind of a, you're not really uh, sick yet, but you're on your way. So it's important to clean those that drain pipe, either your disposer or the drain or P-trap that's between the disposer and the wall. Okay, do I have to have a plumber? Uh, yeah, this is one of those Ridex things, you know, for the longtime listeners, you all yeah, know I've about my... You. Yeah. That that's kind of like um that's just uh that's bacteria that will eat all that waste. It loves grease, it loves, you know, paraffin wax. Hey, maybe try that first. Yeah, well, you know, you're getting the first signs that there's a little bit of a backup resistance in the drain pipe. Um and I don't know whether you've got, you know, a day before it's a problem or a year before it's a problem, but right. it's time okay. for action on some part. All right. Well, thank you very much. All right, Pat, thanks for calling. Okay, bye. Bye. Home Improvement, Scott Mosby, Camo X. I, I love, I, I believe, you know, if, if it's not broken, don't fix it. Uh, I don't know. I deeply believe in preventive maintenance, both on health care, you know, being fit, uh, eating right, uh, taking care of your house, getting my car serviced regularly. And, oh, by the way, that thing that keeps me comfortable all through the winter, all through the I get those puppies checked a lot, too, because I expect them to work. Luxury to me is having the normal comforts and convenience really work. I mean, I don't, I don't need rocket science. I don't need gold-plated. But when I turn on that light switch, by George, I want light. And that means, you know, having the light bulb and the light switch and all that stuff. So that's my definition of luxury is stuff works. And if you get down to the medical level, you know, health stuff works. It's all the same. Let's go right back and see what's cooking. Let's talk to Larry. Hey, Larry, Scott Mosby, Camox. How can we help, sir? Yeah, Scott, thanks for taking my call. I usually listen to you in the car and I can't call, but I have a question about drywall. I've got a cabin in the woods and also my garage. Neither one are heated. Uh-huh. And I was thinking about putting drywall in there, and I didn't need to know if I need a uh, some special mud 
or will that just crack when it freezes and thaws, or what do I need to do? Uh, well, for the finishing, whatever drywall compound mud, as we call it, um, it, it, that has to be kept above freezing periods. So temporary heat is part of every unconditioned space. So uh, as contractors, when we're doing the drywall finish on an unconditioned home, when that furnace isn't on, or like your garage or your cabin, we have a temporary heat, electric heat, or something like that, that allows that drywall mud for 24 to 48 hours to really dry. Otherwise, if you don't, it's just like concrete. It'll crack before it even sets. Right. I, I meant after it's dry. Like oh, a week later, it's oh, fine then? Yeah, man, you're fine. I mean, by the time that moisture content drops out of that, and, and really in an unconditioned area, uh, it'll dry pretty quickly, um, and, and then you're fine. So you don't have to maintain. But keep in mind now, it's the humidity that I'm talking about. If, right. if So the relative humidity uh, and, and having all these fully conditioned space with air conditioned summer heat in the winter, you know, that's where these cracks come from. So it's the humidity that is more important than the temperature for most building materials. Right. I did my basement and everything, and it's fine, but I just wondered, since it freezes in the winter, whether that would crack it later on or not. Uh, no, but keep in mind that when you have, uh, I mean, in the summertime, that's when it really wreaks havoc, and we can crack the drywall plaster because that wood absorbs that 95% relative humidity. And, mm -hmm. and so that wood gets wet, and when it gets wet, it swells. And when it swells, it pulls apart, and the drywall moves apart, or the plaster moves apart. Uh, and that's where the issues happen in the summer. But then you come back and you heat it while you're there, and you fire up whatever heating, even just a wood stove or a gas or wood fireplace, it warms up, and, you know, that moisture content dries and all that stuff moves again. Well, after four or five seasons of getting bigger and smaller and bigger and smaller, you know, you get some pretty good cracks in there, so. Okay. Uh, the other question on the ceiling, it's on two-foot centers, the rafters are. Should that be five-eighths? Yes, sir. And frankly, okay. uh, when I do five-eighths, Larry, you know, for a few cents more, you can get fire code drywall. And the fire code drywall has a fiber reinforcer in there that adds the fire retardant feature. Well, the other thing it does, it's like reinforced concrete. So the difference between fire code drywall, it's akin to a piece of plywood where regular drywall, although it's hard, it doesn't have those fiber reinforcers. So, you know, if you're going to heft and, you know, do the work for a, you know, heavy 5.8 drywall, you know, put a little fiber in there. You know, why not? And it'll keep your ceiling flat for a long time and it'll take the moisture better even too. Okay, I've got a drywall jack, though, so that's not a major issue. All right, well, yeah, well, just price it out, see whether it's worth it to you. But, you know, if you're doing the work, you know, a little bit extra, but material quality doesn't hurt. That's true. All right, thank you very much. All right, Larry, thanks for getting us going. Thank you. Bye now. Home improvement off and running. We have ladies first on this Saturday today. We started out with uh, Mary, a humidifier. Should I get one? Do I need one? Can I just do something in a room humidifier? The answer is you betcha. And whatever way you get moisture into that room, um, you know, and off and running. And then, Pat, we had uh, double sink, a little bit of backup when she turns on her uh, dishwasher and it drains. And she knows a little bit of water burping up through that uh, sink drain. And sometimes a little bit time for um, a little attention uh, for uh, uh, 
Ridex or any kind of a biological septic tank treatment. All this stuff is is little bacteria critters that eats organic waste. Well, that's all food is. Everything we dump down the kitchen sink is organic waste. So, you know, especially if you're getting any kind of uh, grease in from frying things or a little mineral oil from washing your salad bowls, all those things off and running. And Larry, with drywall, do I need to keep uh, heating throughout the winter uh, already set up drywall mud? Nope, all's good. 314-436-7900-800-925-1120. I am Scott Mosby. I am thrilled to be here. And I am at your service here on CamoX. And now, back to the Helitech Waterproofing Home Improvement Show. Once again, your host, Scott Mosby on KMOX. Oh, yeah. This is the Helitech Foundation Home Improvement Show right here for you. All things home-related. Let's get to the phones right away and get the gerbil running. Oh, a little more. Come on, Bosco. Just a lick. There we go. We've got enough juice now to talk to Carolyn right here on KMOX. Carolyn, good morning. How can I help you, ma'am? Hi. My question is this. I leave the fan on my furnace going continuously. I never turn it off. I have a real nice wide, extra wide filter in there that the the furnace man told me would help to clean the air. Mm -hmm. My husband has extreme COPD, so I I use everything I can think of. Um, I'm not sure about this. I covered my air conditioning unit outside, uh, and of course that has a big fan in it. Is that going to affect the furnace fans? Uh, is your is your furnace a gas furnace? Does it? Yes. Okay. Then the outside unit has nothing to do with the gas furnace. It goes to sleep for the some for the winter. It has nothing to do with the fan. Uh, Think of it as an air compressor. It actually compresses gas, but it only does that in the summer hot time. The reason I asked is because if you have a heat pump, an electrical heat pump, then that thing runs all 12 months. That's why I asked about the gas. Okay, don't have that. But thank you so much. Carolyn, good question. It's a free one to uh, ask, uh, a free answer to get, and expensive if you're wrong. (laughs) you're right Right. you're sure right about that thank you so much scott thanks for your call today bye thank you bye-bye and next up let's see uh how about a very patient bill hey bill scott mosby here how can i help you my friend yeah i have a can you hear me okay yes sir i'm all yours i have a uh, back porch that is uh wood walls but not all the way up because my father-in-law and my late father-in-law got four different sizes of windows <laughs> some go from the floor to the ceiling because he picked up windows that nobody wanted that custom ordered them and got them cheap yeah yeah we, co- we call that the boneyard <laughs> yeah it's called squeezing your dollar till it cries but <laughs> anyway if Instead of having them all the way up and down to the floor, we like the light. Mm-hmm. I was I was wanting to get your ideas on it. It's not it's probably eight by ten at the most. Okay. And you're trying to change the windows all to the same size. Yeah, and maybe all the way around, uh, not as full as they usually are right now. So. Sure, sure. Bring your window sills up for a different feeling inside that room. Yes. 
Yeah, yeah. It, uh, with an open framed room like that, it's all pretty easy. Um, and, um, and it's a different feel when, when your windows go all the way down to the floor or close to it, you're out there. It's, you know, you're exposed, you know, uh, you have to wear a robe or whatever. When you have windows up to the sill, the privacy is a little different. Window coverings are easier to get and it it has, and furniture, you know, you can have a side table or a floor lamp or something. So you bet, Bill, I think you're, uh, you would get exactly what you expect to get, you know, by getting getting all those same window sizes. Keep in mind now that the outside siding, whatever that wood material is, you have less window now, so something has to fill that in. And some of those old uh, wood profiles are hard to duplicate. So changing the windows might be a pretty uh, affordable thing. However, now making all that siding match might be an expense that adds on to that. And, and you know, you get some pretty surprising things that well, I just wanted four different windows the same size. Well, yeah, but to do that, you have to do this and then you have to do that. And then, oh, you have to do this too. So keep that in mind. Well, part of the problem, too, is uh, I'm not too worried about the privacy mm-hmm. because it's on the back of a house and we live uh, surrounded by fields, so we're not too worried about that. Nice. And I was wondering, uh, maybe that one that goes all the way to the floor, I was wondering how I could improve the appearance of that or just have to replace it. Um. <clears throat> It's it's hard to change the appearance. It's a whole different feel. You know, it's like the difference between driving a uh-huh. pickup truck and a sedan. It's just different. They're not bad or good. It's just different. So it, it's a feeling of um, uh, enclosed um, the security with the higher window sills. When the glass goes all the way down, it's an exposed feeling, um, yeah. less security. Uh, less privacy. And if it's facing west, you're going to get that pounding sun. You know, it's hard to block that out in the afternoons or likewise in the morning, usually welcome. But yeah, I, I think, Bill, you, that uh, you're kind of on top of this. Uh, it, it would certainly be worth checking it out, I think, or doing it, you know. Well, I appreciate all your information. And I really appreciate your show. I've called a couple times and your voice is giving me straight-up answers, and I really appreciate that. Thank you. Oh, you're welcome, Bill. That's the only way I know. All right, take care. Thanks for joining us here on KMOX. And next up, let's see if we've got, uh, man, we're just coming through here. Hey, folks, we're filling up the seats in the back of the classroom. We've got some phone lines open, 314-436-7900. You can actually come in here. Uh, let's see what's cooking here with Sally. Hey, Sally, good morning. How may I help you? Hi, good morning. Um, Actually, I have two questions for you real quick. Uh, You've been talking about humidity in your home. How do you measure that? Uh, You need a, uh, well, here's the word hygrometer, but basically just a humidity meter. Uh, Just go to the hardware store and get one of those digital things. Uh, You know, you've got a thermometer that hangs outside, tells you the temperature, and usually there's another one that has a humidity. Those things can actually come inside. They're not attractive. But for $10 or $15, you can get a very accurate digital one that uh, we just use indoor, outdoor digital uh, thermometers and they they the, we buy the ones that have the relative humidity meter and we carry that uh, and, and then we you know if we have a problem we've got all kinds of high-tech stuff that goes on but you know you don't need to carry a nuclear tool to find out how much moisture is in the air well there, is that pretty consistent from one end of the house to the other 
uh, that's what we do. Uh, because if you've got water and moisture inside the wall, say you've got trouble keeping paint on the wall or paint on the outside, or you're growing a lot of mold, you know, we will measure the relative humidity on that north, that same side of the house. And, you know, if it's much higher, if it's 10, 12 points higher on relative humidity than the other parts of the house, we suspect then that there's moisture inside those walls and it's getting inside the house and then we go looking for trouble. You know, and that's when we bring out, you know, the uh, infrared thermal gun to see what the temperatures are inside the walls. You know, moisture carries temperature differently than dry air, so we can generally figure out, you know, we can see behind the walls with some of these tools. Yeah, well, I don't have any issues, but I have bathrooms on one end of the house, and I have a kitchen on the other end of the house, and then outside the kitchen, separated by a door, is the laundry room. Yeah. All on the same level. So where would I, if I bought one of these uh, hygrometers, where would I put it so that I get a, an idea of how much humidity I have in my home? It's, I'm not aware of any problems. I'm just curious now. Yeah, it's just like uh, where to put the thermostat for your furnace, generally in the center part of the house. Okay. Yeah, and it's portable. It's just a little desk thing, and, you know, I generally move them on both ends. But you'll find that, you know, during showering mornings, your bathroom end will be more humid when you're doing laundry on the kitchen end. You're doing more, or running some dishes on a dishwasher. And then by, you know, 2 o'clock, 3 in the afternoon, everything's about the same because that moisture tends to move from high concentration to low, which means it goes to the drier parts of the house and, and averages out. Uh, you I know, see. Yeah. Okay, my second question mm-hmm. um, is about a coating for concrete. I went to a home show out in St. Charles, so I don't know, the last month or so, and uh, there was a vendor there, I won't mention the name, mm-hmm. but he was offering... Um, what he calls a surface coating that is a polyurea system. And he was selling it primarily for garage floors and that sort of thing. Well, I have an area, it's kind of a covered porch type thing. It's only slightly wider than maybe the width of a hallway in your home. It's about 18 feet long. And he said that he won't do anything for less than $2,000 in that small an area Mm-hmm. Would, I would be overpaying $2,000. Where would I find, first of all, what do you think of that? Because this is exposed to the elements. It would not be inside a garage. That's mm-hmm. my first question. And my second question is, where can I find someone who would be uh, willing to do a small area like that uh, if this is a suitable product? Well, the problem with those small minimums is to set up the equipment and to clean the equipment, you've got maybe eight or 10 man hours. So whether you're doing two square feet or 200 square feet, the cost is relatively minimum. So that's or diff- similar. That's where you run, in, you run into that with concrete, with heavy equipment, um, sometimes mud jacking. But anyway, keep in mind that those minimums have to do with the fixed cost of setting up, tearing down, cleaning up, and maintaining that equipment. You know, when you do high-tech stuff, it takes high-tech maintenance, and you can't miss it. You've got to do it right now. So that's so. if you find somebody that's willing to do a smaller job, uh, their equipment isn't going to be probably quite as sophisticated or current. 
Um, so, yes, you can do it. Uh, number one, back to the first question here, Sally, I'm opposed to putting a coating on outside stuff like that. Uh, it will work. You will love it. it. It can be very slick, even if you put the aggregate on it, the basically sand particles on it. But then right. after about five years, you have to come back and recoat it. And that stuff is so high tech, it's really hard to paint over again. I see. So be careful. You, it, what you, you might get exactly what you ask for, a really good-looking 18-foot uh, hallway. However, after about five or six years of freeze-thaw and chipped uh, coatings, um, you're, you're now into a much more difficult recoating issue. Well, what, what kind of uh, – the reason that I'm looking at this is because um, this house is 55 years old, and this walkway or this porch, this covered area – is not really in bad shape. There is one small, there's a hairline crack in it, but more importantly, when I had the house mudjacked about 15 years ago, they came around and mudjacked under this area too because I was <clears throat> getting water on that side of the basement. Yeah. So yeah. there are, uh, you know, circular places on this concrete where they drilled into it. And it's not real attractive, um, so I was looking to, you know, maybe make it look nicer so people wouldn't have questions about, oh, what's this and what's this? Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, you can make it look better. The problem is, is you're marrying yourself to a future maintenance cycle. That's the issue. It will, oh. it will do everything that he says it will. It will be beautiful for uh, five or six years or four years, whatever. But Mother Nature will eventually win out. And it's such a high-tech thing. You can't put new uh, polyurea over the old because it's so slick, it, you know, without grinding it or stripping it, you know. So the prep uh, expense for the second coat will be as much or more as the first coat. <laughs> I see. Okay, well, I appreciate it, Scott. Thank you so much. Okay, Sally, thanks for the call. Bye. Bye now. Home Improvement, Scott Mosby, CAMOX. I promise you, folks, everything does what it says. Sometimes the takeaway or the long-term value to the consumer may not be quite what you thought because you have to do it over and over and over. Yep, there you go, the hidden secret. And now, back to the Helitech Waterproofing Home Improvement Show. Once again, your host, Scott Mosby on KMOX. All right, I am at your service here on KMOX. Love to be here. Always something I love to do on Saturday. Sometimes my education, uh, sometimes my teaching takes me out of town as well. Uh, but all those things are here for you. I hopefully am able to share from some experience, knowledge, and keep up on the current products and technology, you know, like some of the policies urea coatings those are really good they work if you put them outdoors you know mother nature's undefeated if you put them indoors in a garage they last a lot longer and you know you wind up with these beautiful things so i'm not opposed to the technologies i want to align the consumer expectation you and i you know yeah i'm going to do it once for two thousand dollars it's going to last for 20 years well maybe not you know if it only lasts four years then what uh, anyway, uh, we've got some seminars coming up next year that I'm really excited about.
about front doors, outdoor living, exterior design, hall bath or right bath, home additions, uh, architectural design, kitchen remodeling, master bath remodeling, all those things coming up after the first of the year. So if there's something you want to hear about that you'd like to have a seminar, uh, it, this is public service for us, at least at Mosby. That's our that's our thing. Uh, we want educated consumers. The more you know, the better your choice. Uh, so anyway, that's what this is all about. Uh, let's go right to the phone lines and uh, see what's cooking here, and let's get in with Gene. Hey, Gene, good morning. Welcome to CAMWEX. How can I help? Hi, Scott. How are you today? Fantabulous, my friend. How about yourself? Good. I'm wonderful. Scott, I got two questions. Uh, I have an older home that I bought. I downsized, and I bought a home that was built in the 60s, slab home, uh, brick veneer front. I need to put new windows in, so I only need single hungs. Mm -hmm. I want um, vinyl uh, clad inside and out because I'm too lazy and don't want to maintain anything on the inside. Right. But I don't know a brand, and I've talked to four or five contractors, and, you know, one says this one is great. The next one says, oh, that one's horrible. And, you know, so I'm looking really for information from you on brand specific, if there is, that does outshine more than others. And then when the gentleman built the house, one end of the house with the bathroom has an electric hot water tank. Um, the other end of the house has a gas hot water tank that feeds the kitchen, the laundry facility, and the master bath. And I was thinking of going to the on-demand hot water tanks, but they don't seem as popular anymore. And I'm wondering if that's a good idea, a bad idea, if electric is good, the gas is good, one's not good. Just uh, I need your expertise. Well, I'm going to have to uh, let me uh, start with the uh, water heater, the on demand. Uh, they're still out there, but they have little tanks along with them so that if you're going to wash your hands, you don't need to fire up the big water heater. You just run the hot water. So these are hybrids. They're halfway between. An on, they're basically an on-demand with a 5-gallon tank or a 10-gallon tank. So you're not spending a gazillion dollars to uh, maintain it, but you're also not firing up a truck body on-demand water heater just to wash your hands or get a cup of water. Okay. Uh, uh, now, in in Windows, I'm going to... I'm gonna, uh, drop you off here so uh, you can only hear me. But uh, most windows are pretty good. Uh, some are a little better than others, but the reality is it's how the windows get installed that really give you lasting value or not. So it's more the labor. Gene, I'm going to put you on hold here if you don't mind so I can go to break here. Thanks. I'll be with you in a minute.